Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have uh, Bonnie Ring here, who's being inducted into the Hall of Fame today. And we're live not only on the podcast, but on the Zoomcast. So excited to speak to her here from Half Moon Bay, California, uh, as a licensed psychologist and author and so much more. Uh, Welcome back to the show and great to see you here live. How's everything? Everything's just great. I'm so glad to see you in person. Oh, my. Same here. And what a beautiful background. Do you live close to the Golden Gate Bridge? I live about 25 minutes away. Wow. So it's like right there in your backyard. San Francisco for about 10 years. Oh, amazing. Well, congratulations again on this honor of being inducted here into the Hall of Fame. As Woman of the Year, we are excited to have you back. And since it's the first uh, Zoom cast, I need a little overview for those that do not know you. Please tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. And my goodness, you have been over 30-something years as a psychologist. Tell us a little bit about yourself and Episcopal Priest. Uh, what? 50 years psychologist. I'm 50 sorry. Years. 50 years. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so it's 30 years as the Episcopal priest. Okay. There's a lot. There's so much to you. That's why I need you to tell us a little bit more. Go ahead. Okay. I um, mm, I grew up in New York City, where mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. And um, moved to California at the end of graduate study to finish my work at UCLA. And I've never left California since then. I've been up and down the state. Um, I've lived in, oh, L.A. and San Francisco and Irvine and Santa Cruz and uh, now Half Moon Bay. Um, As a psychologist, I started as a psychologist at UC Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. I had helped design a brand new type of counseling service that was non-existent anywhere called a decentralized counseling system. Uh, Santa Cruz is based on a cluster college system like Oxford. And so we had a counselor in each college. And uh, that's where I got my began my career. I worked there for five years and then at UC Irvine. And then I went into private practice in San Francisco. By then I had moved to San Francisco. And I've, um, oh gosh, you talk about a 50 year history. That's much too much to capture in a few words, but uh when I was 46, I started seminary. I had heard a call from God, and I um, I was able to go to seminary in Berkeley, which was only across the bridge. And I moved there and um, became ordained in 92 as a priest. And I have I've had a mixed career ever since. I mean, I'm, I'm still a psychologist, and I'm still an Episcopal priest, and I'm a, still a retreat leader, and I've written a book, two books, starting on my third book um it's it's been a great a great ride as they say all right you Uh, mentioned the books i gotta ask tell us the titles and what they're about how we can find them um the first book is called women who knew jesus it's based on 25 years of leading retreats on the women who knew jesus and um the book now covers all of the women whereas the retreats had you know limited number and it allows people to, uh, especially women, to uh, know enough about these women that they can become role models. Mm-hmm. The male disciples were not people that would you would want to emulate. Um, they were pretty goofy. and um, But the women were dedicated and uh, um, faith-driven. And um, Jesus was welcoming to them, despite the fact that 
men and women didn't interact in, the, in those days unless they were interrelated. Um, and the second book is a little children's book on Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, a disciple and friend of Jesus. And the third book is going to be a memoir called Unbound, Congruent, Unbound and Congruent. Great. And where can we find this, please? Um, you, the uh, Women Who Knew Jesus can be found at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or um, from the publisher, Diamond Media. And uh, the, the children's book is now um, being circulated everywhere. Um, it came out in November, I think. Awesome. Well, congratulations. This is so exciting. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we are so excited to have you here. And again, want to congratulate you on all you do. So I love that after 50 something years, you're still working hard in so many different areas. But what inspired you as a young adult in New York, right, to, to go down this path? Oh, see, now that's the interesting story, because I grew up in the 50s. And um in 1957, the year I started college at Vassar, um, little black children were caused by the Supreme Court to enter white schools for the first time in the South. And I got really invested in civil rights. I spent the summer of 1960 in Atlanta working with the Episcopal Society for Cultural yeah. and Racial Unity and SNCC and the local Atlanta movement. And it changed my life, except that when I started grad school in 62, Black Power was coined. And I had to figure out what it was I was going to do when I grew up because mm -hmm. relations stopped existing at that time. Yeah. And we're still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We're still working on it. Um, I love it. You were way ahead of the times, right? Because being was. a woman back then and going to school and be, you know, doing what you do, it's you were definitely a trendsetter. What was that like? Were you amongst other women in your career path, or were you kind of like a pioneer? I was a pioneer. Um, the average Vassar student in 1957 wanted to be a wife and mother, and she was willing to be a secretary on her way to that path. And I had a desire to be a source of influence among young people to uh, enable them to find themselves and become aware of what they cared about and to act on those those feelings um and my mother worked my mother was part of a furniture business that her father started so i had a female role model that wasn't an at, at-home at mom she was very definitely a professional woman and she designed furniture and and sold it um so um let's see why don't you prompt me with a new question can you hear me I hear you, yeah, loud and clear. Okay, prompt me with a new question. Oh, you got it. <laughs> In your career and your span of it, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Mm, that's a good question. Probably being on the radio. I was the first on-air psychologist in the Bay Area. And I had a daily show, three hours in the morning, right, after, right during drive time uh, on KSFO. And it was the Dr. Bonnie Ring Show. And each day we asked a question of the audience and then they called in with their concerns around that question. And that was probably the most exciting thing I've ever done. 
Wow, who knew? And you're back here on the radio now. (laughs) Being honored for your achievements, but my goodness, wow. Uh, This is an amazing career path, and I want to know more, um, you know, about you. Looking back, would you say, you know, is there something that you would change or, you know, how do you, right? It's a kind of a hard question. Is there something you'd change or do different, or are you happy the way things have gone? Well, Yes, I'm happy with the way things have gone, but I haven't been directing it. It's been directing me. Things come to me. Opportunities come to me. Like the radio show. A fellow psychologist had said, if you're now in private practice, you may need some help on filling out your um, insurance forms. So I went over and he showed me how to fill out the insurance forms and say nothing. And two days later, he called me and said, I was on the phone for the Marriage and Family Association and this radio station was looking for a person and I decided that you were perfect for it. And lo and behold, within three days, I had a contract. Oh my goodness. Amazing. And would you say... both fun and serious. Yeah. What could I ask, you know, um, you know, where do you see yourself in three to five years? Oh my. Still working hard or are you going to retire ever? Mm, I'm, I don't ever want to completely retire. I like working. Yeah. I don't work 40 hours a week anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I like doing all the things I like doing. I like writing. So I am working on a book and, um, I like doing therapy. So I see a few clients and I like, uh, being a priest. And so I get to do that periodically. Uh, as a supply priest, and um, I like to preach. Yeah. So I, I have, I have a, I live in an area that's beautiful. Um, I don't get to see that bridge very often, but um, <laughs> I do, I do live on the coast, and it is a very pretty area. We have gray summers and pretty Septembers, so I'm looking forward to summer. When everybody else is planning on fall. And is there someone that you would like to thank or credit for some of your success? Is there someone that you looked up to who've helped you along the way that you like? There are three people. Okay. Um, the first one is um, Kim Myers, who was the vicar of the Lower East Side Mission of Trinity Parish in New York, with whom I worked the summer of 1958 and then afterwards. And um, it was there that I discovered poverty and gangs and uh, racism. And it opened my eyes to a world that was very different from the upper middle class world from which I had grown, where I had grown. And um, he then became the Bishop of California when I moved to California. So he was a dear friend even to this time of his death. The second person I would mention is... um, Malcolm Knowles. Okay. No, the second person I would mention is Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin was in, living and working in Atlanta when I was there in 1960. And I continued to have uh, a good friendship and the support from him and to him uh, throughout the early 60s until I moved to California in 65. And then the third person uh, is Malcolm Knowles who wrote all the major books on adult education and was my doctoral advisor. And um, my God, 
the, the day after I completed my dissertation uh, uh, exams, um, a pilot was sitting next to me on the plane coming back to New York, and he said, is that your father? Because he saw us hug. Malcolm, Malcolm was um, a person who deeply believed in me. In fact, I would say all three of them believed in me so that I could learn to believe in myself. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, beautiful. kinds of people in their lives. You know? yeah. Somebody that sees, sees their potential and encourages them. Now, you've helped so many people, and you still do. Has anyone helped you? Oh, yes. Or, <laughs> you're Miss Independent. You've done it all, right? I mean, Malcolm helped me because I, I was scared of school. I had a reading disability that nobody diagnosed. And so I was always late on my assignments, and he just had the patience of an angel. Aww. And he was saying, "You, you do it. You're, you know." And as a woman in the early '60s, a doctor was necessary to get a decent job. I mean, when I when I went to grad school, I was overqualified for entry level positions and underqualified for professional ones. So I had to become professionalized, and that's what grad school provided. And I was very lucky. I. I really learned all the things I wanted you to learn because Malcolm always said to me at the beginning of every semester, what do you want to learn this this term? And I was allowed to choose and pick from a whole wide gamut of ways in which adults grow and develop as human beings. And that became my specialty. Amazing. Wow. And is there a certain hobby that you joy in to, you know, to this day? Is there something that you do? I'm not wearing them, but um, I'm a, a jewelry maker. Are you? Necklaces, yes. What type of jewelry? I, um, earrings. Okay. And necklaces. And I go to the gem shows that are local about four times a year, now that the pandemic is over, and um, pick out beads that speak to me. And then I make pretty things. Beautiful. it's, it's, um, It's very satisfying because it allows me to be creative. Within a, within a structure, you get a beat board and, you know, you fill, you fill it up until you like what you've created and then you string it. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. When did that start? It started about um, probably around the year 2000. Okay. My mother died in 97 and I had given her jewelry making tools. Aww. And so when she died, I collected them. And then I started doing it myself. Oh my goodness, that's amazing! Not many, but it's it's really easy. And in fact, one of my friends locally wants me to start a class um, because I'm I'm good at it, and 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 I think it's something that um, people would enjoy. Wow! Gift to your friends. Oh my goodness, Uh, amazing. And so what else would you say, uh, you know, sets you apart from others in your field? I'm open and honest about who I am. Okay. Apologists are notoriously um, private, uh, professional, and distant. And um, when I had my radio show, I had colleagues tell me, my clients asked me to be more like you, meaning they wanted to know more about who they were as a person. And I think uh, Carl Rogers, another major influence of me, I actually met him once a few times. Um, He was a famous research psychologist and psychotherapist in the the 20th century. And um, 
and he had a theory that there are four necessary conditions to effective therapy, and they include authenticity and congruence and positive regard. So if you communicate who you really are, it encourages a client to open up and say who they really are. And, you know, we, we don't have a culture that encourages that level of freedom. I think the thing we learn very quickly as children is what gets good attention and what gets bad attention. Mm-hmm. We learn to prescribe our own behavior, become self-critical, and it's destructive. It really is. Wow. And in life today, you know, you, you're working in the field that you work. Um, are you helping young adults, children, adults? What are some of the common uh, problems that you see in your I, field uh, today? And what's changed over the years? I, um, I've never worked with children. I don't have any of my own. I had stepchildren for several years. Um, and, and so I, I, my age range starts at 18, sometimes 17, but you know, kind of later adolescence where there's more development and more um, sense of who somebody is. And I work with people as old as 90. Um, uh, after that, they may not have all their mental capacities to do therapy. But I've, as I've gotten older, my clients have gotten older and they've run the full range. At the moment I have, uh, the youngest I'm seeing is um, 25, and the oldest that I'm seeing is 79. Got it. Wow. And, um, I, it doesn't, I don't think it need, you need to have an age range, especially after 50 years of experience, um, but you do need to listen really carefully and Many people have emotional problems, but they downplay them. Mm-hmm. And they are plagued with either depression or anxiety. And it's only when it gets to be so dysfunctional that they can't manage their yeah. lives that they'll then seek therapy. I think therapy is the greatest gift you can give yourself because you get to know who you are. And I still see a therapist. I, start, I started when I was... Um, in the second year of college. Okay. Because I was really unhappy at Vassar and I didn't understand why. Um, but it was not a it was not a affirming place. Mm-hmm. The, the orientation began with the, the president first female president of the college saying, Look at your right and look at your right. One of the three of you will not graduate. Wow. And I decided that day that one that I was one was not going to graduate. Fortunately, I had a teacher that encouraged me to leave there and go to a place that was um, less controlling and demanding. And um, I finished my undergraduate work at NYU at Washington Square College in New York. And it was perfect. I could major in student government, sociology and civil rights. I did all three all the way through. Amazing. 
Wow, this is exciting. Well, we're so proud of you and so excited to have you here uh, with just three minutes left in the show. What did you want to add to our listeners about um, your accomplishments? And, you know, here you are as a, a successful woman in this field, let alone all these other fields, becoming an author, becoming a priest. Um, is there anything else that you want to do that you still haven't done that you can see yourself doing in the future? I'd like to see a movie made of the women who knew Jesus. Uh, that's my dream. Have and you worked on this yet? Are you pitching it? Or? I've I've seen a few screenplays based on my book. Um, none of them have panned out yet, but I think the time of the time for women is now. You know, I think the Me Too movement changed the status of women in this country. Yeah, and it then became more vocal about being abused and wanting a life of equality, um, that we need more women role models. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was given the Woman of the Year, because I, 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 I have inspired other women to do things that they thought they couldn't do. Yeah, and still today, as you mentioned, with your faith, your commitment to help others, and uh, your assertiveness to pursue your choices and preferences, you really have accomplished a lot and are so successful, and we're excited to have you not only Woman of the Year, but now being inducted into the Hall of Fame as well. Uh, Bonnie Ring, if we want to reach out to you, could you share uh, the website, phone number, any form of contact? Yes, uh, Bonnie Ring, Dr. Bonnie Ring's books, or Bonnie Ring's books, I don't remember which it is now, dot com. Uh, at, deals with the books I've written. Uh, .com, uh is my website for my practice. And my phone number is 650-560-8590. But you had trouble reaching today, Jill, but normally it answers. And if I'm not at the end of it, it'll take a message. You're uh, so sweet. So, uh, and you asked me what last thing I wanted to say and mm -hmm. that is um, listening, deeply listening to another person will make them feel heard, will help you form relationships, and will be the greatest gift that you can give another human being. And what I urge people to do is to repeat in their own words what they've heard somebody say. And then they'll know they were heard for sure and say more. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. Bonnie Ring, Woman of the Year. Congratulations again into the Hall of Fame. Uh, she's inducted here with all of her accomplishments. Reach out to her. Uh, Bonnie, uh, just to let you know, it's B-O-N-N-I-E-R-I-N-G and the website is drbonniering.com. Uh, just one of them and pick up some copies of her books as well. And you said you're working on a third? Yeah, the, first, the third is a memoir. Beautiful. And anyone out there is interested, I mean, we could pick up uh, one of her books, uh, make it into the TV series, Hello, or a movie or something, right? Please Hi. feel free to reach out to her if you are inspired by that. I'm sure she'd be willing to talk to you if you're a secret investor or someone in the business that can help, right? Terrific. That All right. Would be Thank you so much, Bonnie. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy uh, the changeover of fall soon, right? Mm. What's, the, what's the weather like today there? Uh, 60 and gray. Oh, wow. It's yeah, 88? I'm on, I'm on the coast, so 20 miles away from me, it's 80 to 85. Got it. Well, enjoy the beautiful coastal weather. Enjoy your day. Again, congratulations, Bonnie Ring. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.